0: And by the Barbecue Institute. Take your barbecue to the next level with the Barbecue Institute class. Pitmaster Conrad Teddy Bear Haskins uses his years of catering and restaurant experience combined with food science and smoking secrets to help you understand how to improve your barbecue. Visit BBQInstitute.com and register for classes today. And by Barbecuer's Delight Wood Pellets. Making pellets since 1994. Two-thirds oak, one-third flavor wood, giving you that sweet, succulent smoke that you're looking for on your meat, both for grills and bullet style smokers, and of course, in larger quantities for your pellet fed smokers. Find them at BBQRSdelight.com. So to get that perfect barbecue,
1: you use wood.
2: Are you sure it's safe? Whatever.
1: We put the lighter fluid on,
2: strike the match, and
1: Should we call the fire department? that might be a good idea.
3: Welcome to the Barbecue Central Show, the show where we talk about all things that are important in the world of barbecue. From big-name interviews with competitors on the barbecue circuit, grill manufacturers and pit makers, to advice on cooking brisket and ribs, you'll find it all right here on the Barbecue Central Show. Your host, Greg Rempe, is a backyard barbecue and grilling fanatic and loves to talk about his passion, which many of us share together. You can learn more about Barbecue and grilling by visiting the website, the BBQcentral.com. Now, let's get in the smoke. Here's your program host, Greg Rempe.
0: Hey gang, welcome to another edition of the Really Big Barbecue Show. Uh-oh. You gotta be kidding me. There's no way that this is actually happening. Uh, let's see. Continue loading the current presentation. Let's see if we can do that. How does this happen like one minute before uh, showtime? I have no idea how that happens. All right. Uh, Let's go back to the main cam. Let me make a few quick adjustments here. I apologize. Everything could be thrown off here. We need to be running scared and ragged. Uh, Let me blow it out here just a little bit. All right, there's a main camera. We have that back and running, I believe. That looks all right. And let's see, close here. Let's see. Come on, you can see me. Can't you see me now? Of course you can. And here is my skype camera and here's who we'll have a little bit later and i think that's all we need to go all right hey ladies and gentlemen welcome to the barbecue central radio show uh i am your program host greg Rempe. happy to have you aboard here on your tuesday we do it every week at this time 9 p.m eastern standard time until 11 o'clock or maybe a little later depending on how late we go and certainly happy to have you aboard. If you want to jump in on the show tonight, you can do so, 877 448 You can also email the show, greg at com. Those are the two ways to get in touch with the show if you want to do it tonight, 877-448-0433, greg at com. Here's what's happening on the show tonight, in case you didn't get the newsletter. Uh, 14 past the hour, or 12 minutes from now, we're going to be visiting with first-timer into the jungle, Donnie Bray, Warren County Pork Choppers. They just won the Ocala, Florida Sam's Club event. By the way, special mention, the guy that runs Outdoor Cooking Channel, Kevin Bemington, six overall moves on to the regional round. Congratulations to Kevin. Uh, but we will talk to Donnie Bray, the guy that won that event, coming up in about 11 minutes from now. 35 past the hour, Derek Riches from About.com. He is freshly back from the HPBA, so we'll talk to him about the cool stuff that he saw out there, some of the accessories, not just pellet grills. doesn't always have to be just about pellet grills in that particular instance. Uh, but we'll talk to Derek about some things that caught his eye and things we want to consider purchasing with some of our income later on. 14 past the second hour of 10 o'clock Again, first-timer to the show, Daniel Vaughn from Full Custom Barbecue. Very interesting story. He's got a book deal that's going on. He's got a huge website that is just chalked full of restaurant reviews. I believe he has just notched his 500th review. And uh, we will get some insight as to how many he tries to get in in a week or in a month and what's the scoring system and why did he decide to do it in the first place. Is he somebody that just likes to eat barbecue no matter what? And then how did he get a chance meeting, if it was a chance meeting, with this Anthony Bourdain character and how that flew into him getting a book deal and all this great stuff? Daniel Vaughn, 14 past the hour of 10. 35 past 10 o'clock in the second hour. Malcolm Reed from Killer Hogs Barbecue team will help me close out the show. And, you know, I, I always subscribe to Malcolm's blog, which is How to BBQ Right. This is Jennifer for from on Charlotte, here. North Carolina. And- how to BBQ Right. And I find it very interesting. And here's another instance where it seemed to just hit right. Got the article from Malcolm, and it was like, hey, how do you, how do, you do catering and, or barbecue catering? how do you do that how do you set it up right how do you price it right how do you cook right all of this great information in this newsletter that i thought why not bring malcolm back on we've talked about a number of his articles already so he was gracious enough to make time so he'll help me close out the show around 10:35 tonight talking about barbecue catering and all of the things that go along with it so that's what's happening 877 877- 4480433, Greg at the BBQ, All right, we're going to implement a new segment tonight. So let me unveil that. We call it here in Cleveland Survey Tuesday. I am going to ask you three questions. You will weigh in with your answers. You know, very uh, quick hitter. So here's how it will work. You can call in. I'll, I'll randomly take calls throughout the hour. Obviously, if we're in the middle of an interview, I'm probably not going to ditch off and take a call but top of the segment obviously from 10 to 10:14 there's going to be a huge window of opportunity to get in there but i will ask you questions you call in or you can email uh, it's going to be hard for me to follow the chat roll of course if you guys are just going to post answers there but i'll pick them off as i can to these three questions question number 1 do you think barbecue pitmasters will be a winner or a loser Question number two, the best barbecue accessory to have is blank. Question number three, what's your favorite barbecue book? That's your survey questions for the day. Survey Tuesday here on a Barbecue Central Radio Show. So please go ahead and let me know. Call in. I'll put you right up and uh, we'll get your answers to the survey Tuesday questions. And, of course, I'll try and go ahead and. Make sure that I ask the, or if I can remember to ask the guest questions. Hey, maybe you're watching me on the show right now uh, here live via video. Look at this. Uh, Fred Bernardo, I evidently to get the message that I wasn't going to be wearing um, these do-rags anymore. And in the mail yesterday, this thing showed up live and in person, a taste, uh, Tasty Licks barbecue do-rag. How about that? Thank you, Fred. Wearing that tonight might be a one-time only, but look, you got to promote the sponsors any way possible. And I do want to thank uh, Donnie Bray is actually coming on. If you can see, got the Warren County uh, pork choppers. He's got choppers on the arms, got a nice logo in the back that I'm not going to turn around for because I just don't have the room to do it. Otherwise, I would. Absolutely, I would. So those are your Survey Tuesday questions. Do you think Barbecue Pitmasters will be a winner or a loser? The best barbecue accessory to have is blank and the favorite Barbecue book is blank. Those are your survey questions for this evening. 877 Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. I did mention that HPBA Expo just took place this past week, and there is some news coming out of that that I wanted to let you know about. Uh, this is more brought about by HPBA itself A 2012 trend watch, there are four things, five things listed here, four things. Here are some of the most important things trending in 2012 for barbecue and grilling, or HPBA. One-stop shopping. With 24-7 lifestyle many are now living, having everything in one place is always ideal and desired. New outdoor cooking units are focusing on this with stainless steel refrigerators, bottle openers, beverage centers, brick ovens, and other cooking elements built right in, providing a satisfying and convenient outside cooking experience. So that's the one-stop shop. Uh, Trend number two, safety first. It has always been a priority for the industry, but in 2012, seeing even more innovations from new propane tank carriers that sit upright in the trunk or back seat while in compliance with published safety standards to new grills that use the turbo effect cooking methods created by a blower system that does not use any propane or explosive fuels. These new products designed with safety in mind, so that's step number two. Trend number three, portable and powerful, easy, practical, and durable. Portable grills and smokers are key to getting the grill party started no matter the location. Perfect for tailgaters, picnics, camping. Today's portable grills and smokers are not only lightweight, but when equipped with all the right features and technology like infrared grilling, they make the -the on-the-go outdoor cooking a category of its own. And then the fourth trend to watch in 2012, accessories come out on top. Certainly no surprise to us because that's where all the money gets dumped as accessories. It's one of the hottest trends in 2012 is the outdoor cooking accessory. Every year, manufacturers coming up with new innovative ways to make your cooking experience easy and fun. Pellets now infused with spices to give your food intense flavor with no mess or soaking. Also new this year, an all-in-one grilling utensil with a heat shield grip to ensure you can grill your food and still beat the heat. Attachments include fish flippers, slider flippers, fork attachment, and barbecue sauce brush attachment. So it's like a, a four-in-one type of a of a deal as well. Those are your trends to watch. And as far as shipments remain, 2011. This was last year. Uh, the gas grill shipments, which accounted for 70, 57 percent of sales. And what? I'm sorry. Evidently, I ran out of time. What did I do there? Now, hold on a second. Gas grills still outweigh everything else. 57% of sales, 8.445 million gas grills. We'll get into some of that a little later, a little later. All right, here we go. Now it's my turn. Friends, let me talk to you about the newest sponsor of the show, The Barbecue Institute. That's right, they're back. Conrad Haskins. Gang, take your barbecue to the next level with a Barbecue Institute class. Pitmaster Conrad Teddy Bear Haskins uses his years of catering and restaurant experience combined with food science and smoking secrets to help you understand how to improve your barbecue. Backyard barbecuers and those folks who want to open a business drive and fly in from all over the world to the Institute's small, friendly, informative classes. The Barbecue Institute has a full schedule of classes in Texas this spring, covering everything from a short fajita class to an all-day class on how to smoke the classics like brisket, pork butt, ribs, and chicken. Now let me ask you a question. Do you ever dream of owning your own barbecue business or restaurant? One of the most popular classes at the Barbecue Institute is the commercial barbecue class. Learn from Conrad's years of experience owning a restaurant and catering company how to produce a product that your customers will become addicted to. Nothing is as expensive as failing in a commercial venture, and this class has helped students start successful barbecue operations all over the country and the world. Now having owned too many cookers of every shape and size, and all three major brands of commercial pits, Conrad is finally having his dream classic Texas Offset Smoker built. It's based on his current Gator, but has all the features he has always wanted in a pit, and this summer, Conrad is going to take his new Gator Pit Smoker on a coast to coast teaching tour. And it will kick off in Prosser, Washington State on June 2nd. And then it will culminate with a road trip to Riverhead, New York on August 3rd. Check the Barbecue Institute website for details, including the locations of the stops Conrad will be making in between these two locations as they are announced. When not teaching classes on the weekends, Conrad conducting private classes and corporate events from coast to coast during the week to make your next off-site event really memorable. Have a Barbecue Institute off-site party. Show your employees you care and you want to give them the best barbecue money can buy. I'm telling you, they'll be talking about it for years to come. It's a very simple and easy way to show your employees that you care about them. Bring Teddy Bear in. He loves to cook for people. For details on all the Barbecue Institute classes, visit BBQInstitute.com or check their Facebook page for the latest news and pictures. Again, that's BBQInstitute.com. We welcome them back into the sponsorship fold. We'll cut away briefly. When we come back, we'll be with Donnie Bray from Warren County Pork Choppers to go over the win in Ocala, Florida at the Sam's Club National Event. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show right here on the Barbecue Central Radio Networks.
3: live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again,
0: here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back to the show. About 14 past the hour. 877 448 Don't forget, Survey Tuesday questions are in... Do you think Barbecue Pitmasters will be a winner or a loser? The best accessory for barbecue is and favorite barbecue books. Derek Rich is coming up in about uh, 25 minutes from now. Grab my list here for Donnie. The Sam's Club National Tour continued this past weekend in Ocala, Florida. This was another Sam's event that had eight open slots, so good one to be at as far as odds were better for top six to finish and move on to the next round. Joining me now is the pitmaster of the team that took Grand Champion on Saturday, Warren County Pork Choppers. Donnie Bray joins me. Donnie, how are you, buddy? Oh, why
3: do
0: you see yourself? Donnie, how are you, buddy? <laughs> Doing good. How about you? Good. Are we, we got you at a bar, Donnie, or what? Well, yeah, you're not going to believe what happened. <laughs> what happened?
4: Well, actually, you know, we called you last night. and Things, we was trying to set this up, and I guess the neighbor's cow scrubbed off our phone line, and it took a puke, and we had to come into town.
0: So you, you've actually gone off-site to do the interview. Man's game on that, Donnie. I certainly appreciate that. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about Ocala here for a couple minutes. You know, you've had a few days away from the event now. If you could, just kind of give me a general recap of the weekend, how it went down for you, and was there anything out of the ordinary that you had to contend with during the course of the cook?
4: Well, you know, we had a lot of bad storms that come through up here, and uh, so we had to contend with because we had family back in in the area, but, um, you know, it, it was pretty normal as, as far as the contest went. We'd practice all winter, and, and things paid off.
0: Donnie Bray joining me here on the show, talking about the big O'Calla win here this past weekend. Uh, Donnie, how big is the team that you guys are cooking with?
4: You know, it, it, it grows for from place to place, how much fun we got, but most of the time it's just family members, maybe uh, four to six.
0: Four to six, all right, and obviously you're the pit master. Are there a set number of people that show up with you each and every contest, no matter what, that you can always count on?
4: Actually, my, my cousin is the pit builder, and my wife, they're, they're always with me.
0: All right, hey, Donnie, do you, uh, do you happen to have a cell phone on you? Yes. all right let me uh, let me give you a number here real quicker do you have uh, can you see the the chat board there I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot you the the number we're breaking up pretty bad here uh, let me give you a number to call real quick and then we'll pick it up from the phone you got that number right there on the screen it should be in your chat window right there buddy it's the the 216 number.
4: In the chat window, I'm looking for a number. Uh, actually,
0: no, I'm not seeing it. Oh, you're probably you're probably looking on the uh, on the the other number here. Here we go. Hold on. Let me go ahead and shoot you that one. See that one there? Yeah. Uh, I can hear you, but I can't see that. All right. So uh, dial this number two one six two two zero zero966 and uh, we'll pick it up on the phone side. All right, he's calling in. All right, I'm going to dump you here, and I'm going to pick him up right here. Donnie, you there, buddy? Yeah. I get- All right, here we go. Sounds a lot better. Sorry about that. I appreciate you uh, getting out in the town there. All right. Uh, So uh, we've come to realize that you have about uh, four people that you can really count on as far as teammates. But as we're looking at your category finishes this past weekend, Donnie, for uh, Team Warren County Pork Choppers, uh, and I like to go in order as they're called out, chicken fourth overall. So, you know, out of uh, a field of 22, definitely almost top of the mark there. How did you feel about chicken as you were turning it in, Donnie?
1: You know, you know I, I, I feel about the same about it every week. Some, some, weeks, it's, uh, some weeks it's higher, some weeks it's lower. Uh, what I try to do is try to get all of those as level as I most possibly can. And so, I, you know, I'm fine with that. I, I don't really try to win a category. I really practice on trying to keep them all where they're up so I can get an overall score.
0: All right, now, uh, I'm fascinated with chicken because typically, or at least from what the pitmasters are telling me, it's a category that seems to be an Achilles heel of a lot of teams for whatever reason. You know, it would make sense to me that it's cheap. You can buy it pretty much anywhere and continue to practice on it. Have you always had a decent amount of success with chicken overall?
1: Yes, I have. It's uh, it, it seems like that, uh, that that was my first call in the KCBS, Um I think it's probably one of my best, yes.
0: All right, so a fourth overall in chicken, and then we move on to ribs. Uh, Not really much any uh, different there. You're fifth overall, so again, a huge score, uh, top ten, top five finish. How did the ribs turn out for you that day?
1: Hold on one second. I'm going to try to get some earphones on so I can hear you better.
0: Okay. Let's go ahead and do this.
1: How, how about now? You got you got me now.
0: Oh yeah, I hear you loud and clear. No problem. Does I sound better to you now?
1: Oh okay. Yeah, I can I can actually make it happen now. <laughs> All
0: right. Uh, how, how did the ribs turn out for you? You had fifth overall. Did they feel like fifth place ribs, or better or worse?
1: you know, I, I was expected more out of that. Um, I, I do something a little bit different and, um, yeah, I was trying down there with, uh, being in Florida and then not having, uh, an actual, you know, a garnish rule. So I tried to fill the box up and I was really, really pleased with the ribs, but, um, I mean, they're good. I, I really tried to just get a level cook. Um, I thought they would be better, uh, the, than what, than, than that. But, um, you know, it was still it was still good, though. You know, fit that—that's not bad. But that was there were some really good cooks there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Donnie Bray joining us here on the show. You said you'd do something a little bit different with ribs. Is that something you might be able to share with us a little bit?
1: Uh, well, I guess I could, but you know, I just fill in the box up. That's probably saying enough to say when, uh, you know, it's hard to get six ribs in, and I, I fill that dude up.
0: All right. So next up in line is pork butt ninth overall so again top ten finish probably something that you're looking to do as you as mentioned a couple different times you're looking to just have a nice consistent cook uh did pork feel right for you were you hoping for better score did you think you court scored better than it actually felt to you
1: I, I really felt like pork was probably the best that i'd ever done I, I that one that one really blew me away as far as um you know i thought that would have been a good one and and typically ribs and some of the others fall off but uh but there again, I I um I don't want to sound too boast because all all of it together was, you know, really really pretty good. But uh, the pork probably was some of the best that I'd done. I, I thought, um, you know, as a slang term, money muscle. That, that was I had two of those that were just awesome. And um, but um, you know, a lot of people. Of course, there's always uh, people talking, but. Uh, They were talking about how Florida likes things sweet and and things like that, and and I I really didn't change for the area, so maybe that could have helped me back a little bit in some of those, but I I don't want to sound too bad because, you know, the the grand champion win was something I'm very, very proud of.
0: Yeah, and then, of course, you finish out on brisket, so where you thought the pork was outstanding, brisket takes that category over everybody else. Were you excited about that brisket as you were taking it to the turning table?
1: Oh yeah, no doubt. Um, um, I, you know, I'm from Kentucky, you know, I don't uh, finding out what a burn is, burn in is, is one thing, but then uh, trying to make it and then feeling comfortable with it is another. So man, I I was very, very excited about the brisket, but I was cooking one of my good friends there, uh, smoke on this Jackie price and, um, Jackie's, jackie's really got his brisket down pat and uh it was actually like a three-way tie or something like that or two-way tie something uh, in in brisket he was in on it and uh also we had barbecue.com there which uh you know a lot of people on the kcbs side is uh you know they maybe haven't heard of him but my good friend do rag you know is a really good friend with me introduced me to him and and that man is just an awesome cook and to cook against him, and knowing that he's uh, probably the best brisket cook in the world, um, you know, my, for me to put put out and be tied two or three ways, whatever it was for first to me winning it is awesome. There was a lot of good competition in brisket.
0: Donnie Bray joining us here on the show, pitmaster of Warren County pork choppers. Uh, so, Donnie, top ten in all meats. When you get the win in brisket, do you know you have this event locked down at that point, or were you not really keeping exact records of where all the other calls were?
1: Yeah, that was pretty much. That pretty much made me feel like that we was it was right there. Of course, rescue smokers. We've been uh, we've cooked twice this year, grand both times, which is awesome. But also, rescue smokers has cooked right beside of us each time, and and they were reserved right beside us. They even told me that uh, I sort of had a uh, uh, a bullseye on my back that they wanted, so uh, you know I knew that they was after me. So I knew it was really, really close again. But um, the I kn- the brisket, I knew that had to give us the lead that we that we really needed. But those guys were were right right on us again.
0: Donnie, you have a, you know, let's say roughly 2550 take in money between winning the grand champion and then your category. So, not a bad weekend. But, you know, for me, I think it's important for folks to know, Donnie, that the barbecue competition circuit isn't breeding millionaires hand over fist. So, while the 2550 is a good take for the weekend, you know, break it down for us. After the expenses of the weekend, what's the net profit for Warren County Pork Choppers, if any?
1: Well, I mean, obviously, that wouldn't be in the first one. That's a $10,000 contest. If we'd been local, that would have been uh, our cutoff of that would have been really, really nice. Uh, But we traveled all the way from Kentucky in a motorhome with not too good a fuel mileage. So uh, we made a little bit of money, but that wouldn't be. It's a good thing I've got a great day job.
0: Absolutely. So you move on to Hendersonville, Tennessee from here, which is going to be your regional event. Does winning this past weekend give you any extra boost of confidence for the next round, or is it all just individual contest for you, and you just take one at each turn?
1: Yeah, I don't think that it gave me any boost as far as confidence in the next round because I, I, uh, hopefully, what what I'll be in the next round is some of the what I consider my good friends. You know, I know that they're going to be cooking in. Uh, Huntsville, Alabama, uh, Long Dog, Swig and Pig, Do Rag. Uh, these are the guys that took me under their wing and brought me in with me being a newbie to it. I know that they're going to make the next round, and I know they're going to be in the competition that's going to be uh, unreal fierce as long as, uh, as with me bringing the fierce competition of Rescue Smokers and Barbecue.com and the other guys that made it that's coming back. So the second round's going to be just unreal and and I need to practice every day just to just to try to be in the top 10 of that one.
0: Donnie Bray joining us here on the show. Uh, Donnie if I could let me pull back here just for a second for the folks who don't know Warren County Pork Choppers maybe a little background on you and how the team actually got formed.
1: Well, actually uh, I've been about 2 years and 8 months, 2 years and 9 months as far as into this. I've been cooking for a for 25 years with the same smoker that uh, my cousin built for my for my great uncle. Um, so I, I'm an offset stick cooker, homemade. Um, so I felt like it. I I got a great barbecue background, but uh, you know I, di- I didn't know the competition world. But uh, and uh, some people like uh, Steve Peach with ZZQ and and some of the guys that that just took me under the wing and and and, and helped me learn what this was about. I took a Rod grade class, so I'm a Rod grade pupil. But uh, I, the last couple of years, I, I feel like we've done as good as any new team. And, and uh, well, I know that other than my day job to feed my family, this means everything to me to strive to be the best that I can be.
0: Now uh, people are out on various uh, are on the circuit for various reasons. Some are out to win team of the year, some want to promote sauces and rubs, others want to pit uh smokers that they might be manufacturing. Uh, is Warren County pork choppers out there just to compete with the best out there or is there a, a final end game that you'd like to see fit out here?
1: Um you know, you know, I don't want to do sauces and rubs. I uh, I uh I love barbecue and what it stands for. I love eating it. I come from a long line of uh, cooks in my family. So I, I think that just being part of the the main group of this is uh, is where I'm headed. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I I don't mean to step on any toes in a way, but I want to be the best that I can be.
0: You a big mutton fan, Donnie?
1: Yeah, actually, you know, being being, we're within fifty miles of Owensboro. That's uh, that's that's something that's just big in our world. Um, I know that as far as my grand champion wins, I won Owensboro last year, and and to me, that's one of the most awesome things that it can be. But but yeah, I mean, it ain't nothing for us guys in Ken, Kentucky to cook something just a little bit different. But I am a
0: mutton fan. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, how many events do you have planned this year for Warren County Pork Choppers, Donnie?
1: Uh, we, we're going to try to do, uh, you know, we're, we're you know do eighteen to twenty. Uh, we've been lucky the the last two years. We've got to go to the Jack, and we're hoping that that that'll make twenty one for us.
0: Are you chasing some of the other promo events for twenty twelve? There's you know the Kingsford Cup, there's Rancher Reserve Beef Cup, all that other stuff. Is uh, are, are any of those other in season promos something that you're looking to get after as well?
1: Well, not not really. I mean, uh, locally there is. Locally, we've uh, something that's pretty big for us in Kentucky. That Jim Beans got uh, active with it, and we're they put out the little points cup, and we're we're first with that, and, and he got the points lead. So, I guess that's the main one.
0: Donnie Bray joining us here on the show uh donnie let me ask you a question here because i've seen it on your facebook page i've also had communication with top men in the tv industry uh are, are you going to be in season three of barbecue pitmasters
1: well i guess right now that's just a vicious rumor
0: <laughs> uh-oh <laughs> so that you you can neither uh confirm nor deny that
1: uh, no, not, I, it, it's not anything I
0: can confirm. I got you. All right, Donnie Bray joining us here on the show. Donnie, uh, I'm rolling out a new segment on the show tonight uh, called uh, Survey Tuesday. Would you be willing to take these questions? I'm sorry? I said I'm rolling out a new segment here this week called the Survey Tuesday Poll Questions. Can I ask you the questions?
1: Yeah.
0: All right, here we go. Question number one uh, Do you think Barbecue Pitmasters TV show will be a winner or a loser this year?
1: Well, I, I hear rumors like everybody. I think it's going to be a hit.
0: All right. So we'll mark you down for a winner. Uh, the best barbecue accessory to have is.
1: Uh, thermo,
0: thermopen. It's... Thermopen. I agree heartily. And uh, final question, Donnie. Favorite barbecue book?
5: Uh,
1: mine, but I haven't wrote it yet.
0: <laughs> when When is it due out? <laughs> when are we getting it to publish it? will be a while. Absolutely. i
1: to learn how to write first.
0: Yeah, that's uh, typically part and parcel of getting that book done, but you don't have any other uh, favorite barbecue books otherwise?
1: No, not really. I mean it's something that, that um I, I really haven't haven't I haven't looked for.
0: Well you took the Rod Gray class, so that's pretty much all you need from what I understand.
1: It is. <laughs> and I tell you what, you know, if you take that as a basic and then just try to if you know your smoker and uh you know, you understand how the breakdown of food is, um he gives you everything you need.
0: Donnie Bray is the pitmaster of Warren County Pork Choppers, and they are moving on to the next round of the Sam's Club Tour. Donnie, appreciate the time tonight. By the way, I didn't know if you noticed or not, buddy. I'm wearing the shirt that you sent me, so I certainly appreciate that. Uh, good luck in the next round. Thanks for coming on tonight.
1: All right. Thank you very much for having us.
0: You got it. There he is. Pitmaster of Warren County Pork Choppers, Donnie Bray. That dude left his house to go find an internet connection that ultimately failed. But man, I certainly appreciate the fact that he put in that effort. I can't believe that. I would have just called me and been like, we're doing it on the phone, loser. I'm not hiking it out to the middle of nowhere. I think he was in a bar or something. It's awesome. Uh, so he doesn't have a favorite book. Thermopen is his favorite barbecue accessory. And he thinks Barbecue Pitmasters Season 1, uh, sorry, Season 3 will be a winner. I guess we'll see about that. All right, folks. Let me talk to you quickly about the longest-running sponsor of the show, located in Warminster, Pennsylvania. It's the Barbecue Guru. Now, gang, if you've been thinking about these automatic temperature control devices for your cookers, stop here. This is the company that started it all. They are the creators of this technology, right? Of course they are. Let me uh, pull up their... Here they are. Here you go. Why would you go anywhere else? Anywhere else, and get an automatic pit temperature control device. Not familiar with how these little beauties work, I'm not going to get in the minutiae. But imagine a product that allows you to set your pit temperature in one set. It keeps it running at the set temperature all the way through the cook. Sound too good to be true? It's not. This is real life and you can take advantage of this technology today. Maybe you are a busy working professional like me, or perhaps you have uh, kids that keep you on constant run, doing errands and all that stuff. Quite frankly, you just don't have the time to set around and tend pit temperatures. The Barbecue Guru allows you to throw on a pork butt, a brisket, or a couple slabs of ribs, or all three if you want, and then you are off to do whatever it is you need to get done, and the Barbecue Guru maintains pit temperature. You set it, and that is all. There are currently four different models to choose from. So you know there is one that will fit your budget. You have the ProCom 4 wireless unit that allows you to roam up to 600 feet away from your cooker. Still make adjustments if you want to. You also have that CyberQ2 unit, the DigiQ DX2, and that newest unit, the PartyQ. At $129 for most cookers, the PartyQ is the easiest point of entry into pit temperature control devices. It's a self-contained package that runs on AA batteries, so you can take it anywhere and you don't need power outlets either. Now maybe you're in the market for a cooker. Look no further than the Onyx Oven. The Onyx Oven has been winning on the competition circuit as well as in the backyards all over the country. This fully insulated unit holds a lot of meat that accommodates half and full pans for food service and works seamlessly with any of the BBQ Guru pit temperature control devices. Do yourself a favor folks, head over to the BBQGuru.com and check out their products. If you have any questions about what to order, call them directly. Do that at 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. They will make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. 800-288-GURU or visit the website TheBBQGURU.com. It's The Barbecue Guru, a breakthrough in barbecue technology. We're coming back with Derek Riches to talk HPBA Expo. Stick around. We'll be right back.
3: smoke call 877 to get on the air now here's your host greg rampy big b new sound big Superbar. All right, uh,
0: 37 past the hour. Thanks again to Donnie Bray for joining me last segment. Apologize for those technical difficulties. We try, people. We try as best we can to make sure that we're bringing you high technology, and when technology doesn't work, things fail. What can I tell you? All right, without any further ado, let's race over to the hotline and bring up friend of the show, regular contributor Derek Riches from bbq.about.com. Derek, how are you, buddy?
2: Good. How you doing, Greg? Doing
0: absolutely fabulous, Derek. And you are uh fresh back from the HPBA Hearth Patio Barbecue Association, I believe. I actually did that right off of memory and I'm very impressed that I did that. Uh you've been going to that particular place a number of years. I can tell by the look on your face that you're overly excited. Like 11, uh, yeah, 11 years, maybe. right? I mean, you know, I mean, you've been in the industry, you've got one of the coolest jobs ever. But I mean, does it get monotonous to go to some of these things year after year?
2: Yeah, it can. I mean, you're, you're looking at a lot of the same products over and over again.
0: So when did when did um, you uh, when did you pull in?
2: When did I? Yes. Uh, when did I get there? Yep, uh, right Atlanta Wednesday night. Uh, went out to a party that night and then just basically did trade show for three days.
0: All right. So you're in there for three days, you're walking it more the media, or are you also like guesting in some of the manufacturer's booths or no way?
2: Uh, no, I don't really do that sort of stuff. I spend most time walking, but I did, um, they had a tailgating event and they had kind of a celebrity cook off and they asked me to judge that while I was down there. So
0: how did that go? I before did that.
2: You? Went really well, actually. I got a lot of people out there and it was a lot of fun. Um, uh, one of the other judges was Ray Lampy, and uh, Ted Reader was emceeing the event, so it was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, Ted Reader likes to drink a little bit, from what I understand. So,
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, he was uh, trying. To, he was being a good boy. Yeah, he self, was being a good boy.
0: Yeah. Self-admittedly, he says that. By the way, uh, Derek Rich is joining us here on the show. All right, so you're uh, we're able to peruse all the new offerings. Uh, obviously, some of the big manufacturers that are each and every year. What did you see that struck you? Things that wanted you to immediately start making notes because you knew you were going to be talking about it on the biggest, baddest barbecue radio show on the (laughs) internet? Uh, I mean, what what was overtaking you over there?
2: Um, Well, you know, trying to avoid all of the Traeger knockoff, first of all. Um, But there were a couple of (laughs) good products out there that I saw. Um, Let's see, I'll start with uh, this one. It's a portable uh, grill out of Canada, it's called the Cook Air Grill. And um, what it does is it has a little fire pot down in there. You put uh, like a little paraffin fire lighter in there, throw it in there, throw in a chunk of wood. And uh, there's a little fan in there that accelerates that combustion. So this little 17-pound portable grill can reach a temperature of about 1,100 degrees. Really? Yeah,
0: That seems very extreme. It almost sounds like, as far as that combustion process, is what happens on a pellet-style cooker with the fan, and the fire pot, and all that stuff.
2: Yeah, it's pretty similar to that, but uh, instead of using wood pellets, you can use just, I mean, honestly, any chunk of wood you pick up. You know, hardwood preferably, but uh, you don't need a specialized wood for it.
0: Does it give you some type of an indication of how long this is going to burn and is it easy to replenish? If you're going to be doing an extended cook or is it not uh, yeah. made for that?
2: Yeah, comes with a little special little tool so you can pick up the cooking grate, throw more wood right in there, and you can keep going uh, pretty much as long as you want to.
0: What are we looking at price point-wise and how much food can you actually get on it?
2: Well, it's got a 14-inch cooking grate, so it's about the same size as like a Weber Smokey Joe. Um, so, you know, it's got a decent capacity on it. The price is about $200. Uh,
0: fair for what you're getting there, do you think, and the technology built into it?
2: Yeah, I think so. It comes with uh, pretty much everything you're going to need. Uh, uh, of course, being fan driven, it's electrically powered. And you can run it on batteries, but it comes with adapters for you know your car or you know for a standard plug. It comes with cleaning tools. It's even got a little lid on, on it, so you can actually trap smoke in there. And uh, it comes pretty completely self contained.
0: All right, and again, um, somebody just posted the website in case people listening want to take a look at it while we're talking. Uh, cook dash air, cook air dot com and that should bring you over to the website right there. Um, All right, so that's something that caught your eye. Uh, Anything else?
2: Um, I did get a chance. We've talked about this probably for like two years, and that's Fast Eddie's new pellet grill. Yeah. Uh, I got a chance to see what it looks like now, Um, the new version of it.
0: Is this like version 3.0 now? Uh, At least (laughs)
2: three, maybe four.
0: Well, who's manufacturing it now?
2: Well, now uh, Eddie has cut a deal with uh, the people behind England's stoves. They've been making wood-burning and pellet stoves for a long period of time. They're a big company. They've got a lot of l- retail access. And, um, you know, true to form, Eddie met up with the uh, CEO of and owner of that company at at a race, racing event. So, you know.
0: Well, so it was originally – was it originally a cook shack – and then it went to Danson, and now it's. It and it was be-
2: Danson. Then they bailed on it, and it went Cook Shack, and they just didn't really have the ability. Cook Shack is really much more centered on stainless steel production and insulated cooking, and I think what what Ed, Eddie wanted was kind of a lower priced unit. So it's been completely redesigned. It's got a much smaller footprint. It's uh, got a two layer hooded. Um, cooking chamber plus uh, a relatively large uh, direct fire space
0: so overall I mean you've seen a number of these revisions of the fast Eddy grill is this by far the best one is it more along the lines of what he's been hoping for all along do you think this is something that he's finally reached the goal and it's actually going to get out to the market
2: I think this one is going to go to market because England is very much behind it. England has a lot of money, and, um, you know, Eddie's got a lot of patents. He's been collecting patents through this whole process. You put his patents with England's lawyers, and I think there's going to be a couple of pellet makers out there going to be doing some redesigns here pretty quick. Um, it's not really an official product yet. It's still kind of a manufacturing mock-up. I didn't even think there's a name for it yet, really. It's probably fast 80 pellet cooker or something like that um but it should they expect to hit market with uh by summer
0: all right so we'll be on the lookout for that did he have uh, an idea as far as price point
2: um you know the price is unofficial and I promised I wouldn't say what it is, but I think there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be kind of shocked by the price.
0: Well, we've seen it anywhere between fifteen to 1800 or maybe a little bit north of that, depending on if it was all stainless or if it was the powder coat. Is it somewhere in between those, or would it be uh, south or Head north south. of that? Head south. All right, so it could be a little yep. bit more price advantageous if you were looking into that in the past. Uh, did you happen to run into the guys over at Grilla?
2: I did, as a matter of fact. I talked to them for uh, quite a while.
0: Anything uh, that uh, changed your mind about that product? Uh, or were you able to, to get around a little bit more than you had previously?
2: Uh, you know, I got to talk to them for quite a while about the product. Um, so, uh, you know, I think what they kind of need to do, there's been, you know, th- there's a little tinkering going on, little changes here and there, you know. Um, They're talking about, you know, maybe some other changes that they're going to make, and um, but I think that they really are at a point now where they really ought to just get it made and start shipping them out, get them get them going. And I think it's ready, ready for prime time.
0: Is that going to be a distribution issue that they're going to have to overcome, or is that something they're just going to need to make them and start getting them out there?
2: Um, I don't know. I don't know what kind of you know they're still sticking pretty much to the specialty market. They've got some access. In, in the fireplace areas and some of the, you know, the smaller barbecue shops and stuff like that. Um, I think it's going to be a matter of the fact that they, they have really created a lot of positive buzz about it. A lot of people are talking about it. And, um, you know, if I was a retailer, I would take that into consideration. But, you know, it's an uphill battle. There's a lot of competition out there.
0: Absolutely. Derek Rich is joining us here, bbq.about.com, his website. What else caught your eye down at HPBA?
2: Um... Napoleon has introduced a new version of their charcoal grill. Uh, They came out with basically a kind of what they would call a better kettle grill uh, to compete with Weber uh, about a year ago. Of course, I think the price point on that was about 200 bucks. Um, So it's much more expensive. This is a cart mounted unit, very much kind of uh, in competition with the Weber performer. Um, But it has some really nice features on it. It has a, um, fixed hinged lid, which might be a limiting factor in some cases, but it kind of swings to the side, so you never put your arm over the fire. Um, the cook, the the actual grill will actually rotate 360 degrees inside the cart. So if you want to, you know, change the angle of it, turn it, you know, you got food in the back, you want to flip it around, you can do that. Uh, it's got all of the you know kind of luxury items you want, the quick quick clean out the You know, top and bottom vent system, uh, thermometer unit in it. It's got a very heavy, very solid cast iron, uh, porcelain-coated cast iron cooking grate, which can be adjusted to three different levels. Um, It's just, you know, it's got a lot of extra features on it. I think that cooking grate's about 22 pounds.
0: Wow. So uh, huge as far as weight is concerned. I mean, at $200 price point.
2: Well, this is uh, $400 for this. Sorry,
0: $400 price point. Uh, And are we looking at 22 and a half inches of cooking space here?
2: Yeah, it's it's exactly the same dimension space capabilities as a um, whatever 22 and a half.
0: So if I go to Home Depot on the right day, I can get a 22 and a half inch gold for 160 bucks, maybe even 125 bucks if it's a seasonal closeout versus $400 for this better kettle.
2: Worth, well this is you know this is a cart mounted unit so okay. it's it's more in line with performer. the performer. Uh the performer well there's actually two versions of the performer out this year because there's uh one without the gas assisted ignition which okay. is going to be um $300 and the one with the gas ignition is going to be 430.
0: Do you think if you're look if I'm deciding to buy a performer without any gas assist cuz I think that's foolish? or the Better Kettle, which one would you choose and why?
2: I would certainly consider the Napoleon. Um, you know, I think it's got the very similar construction quality on it, but, you know, it's got that much beefier cooking grate, which is actually a hinged cooking grate. So you still have access to your fire. Um, but, you know, uh, we, we've we seen a lot of aftermarket cast iron cooking grates for, you know, Weber kettles right. and... uh um, this just comes standard with it.
0: Derek Rich is joining us here on the show. Uh, a couple minutes left. Any, uh, any other big items that caught your eye while you are down in Atlanta?
2: Um, I was just looking at the board there. Someone was asking about the pizza kettle. I think we've talked about that one before. Correct. And just to answer Jay's question, that's a product I really like. So he should go get one. All right. Um, there's a couple of things. There's, there's one which is kind of ridiculous, it's an electric <laughs> grill. Um, it's using the new uh, thermoceramics technology. And thermoceramics is, it's like a heating element that you can spray on. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so this is an electric grill that will hold a 700 degree surface temperature um, on its cooking surface without a lid. Um, The unit that they're selling that's come out right now is called a downtown grill. and It's going to sell for like $2,000 for a small portable electric. Wow. But you know, I, th- I think we're going to see a lot of this technology out there uh, in the your, near future. You're
0: spraying on heat.
2: It's yeah, it's it's uh like I said, it's like a it's like a heating element that can be sprayed on in an even layer, so it oh. covers the entire surface of whatever you want to heat. It's kind of cool, actually.
0: But a little pricey, it seems like.
2: Uh, well, the technology is a little pricey right now, but I think that <laughs> it's uh, you know it's going to be something I'm going to see a lot of.
0: All right, uh, final summary thoughts of uh, Hearth Patio and Barbecue of 2012.
2: Uh, you know, it was a much better show this year. There was a lot more people there, I guess. Just everyone loves to go to Atlanta, I suppose. Or the fact that most of the manufact- a lot of manufacturers are in Atlanta. So Is, is that a show that show. I
0: would want to be able to broadcast live from, do you think? Or would that be kind of fruitless?
2: Um, I don't know. If you want to go down to Orlando next year, it might be worth the trip. Yeah, I mean, there's does There's uh, you know, certainly a lot of people there.
0: Yeah, we could get a lot of good interviews there. Derek, let me give you the uh, Survey Tuesday questions here before I let you go. Uh, question number one, do you think Barbecue Pitmasters will be a winner or a loser this season? For who? For the audience.
2: Oh, for the audience? Yes. Oh, do you think they thought about that? I hope. Um, <laughs> I'm sure that, the, you know, uh, I, I'm sure that the, it'll be enjoyable. You know, I think they put on a pretty good show.
0: All right, so uh, we'll mark you down for winter. Question number two The best barbecue accessory to have
2: is. Oh. You know, I have boxes of them. <laughs> um, you know, when it comes to real serious barbecue, a really good stick.
0: Stick like wood?
2: Yeah, you know, for stirring up coals and moving right. things around. I oh, always use it. a
0: stick. Stick it is. Uh, favorite barbecue <laughs> book?
2: Barbecue book? Uh. You know, I'd probably say uh, the, the one I enjoyed actually reading the most was Chris Lilly's book, The Big Bob Gibson's Barbecue Book.
0: All right, Big Bob Gibson's by Chris Lilly. Uh, Derek Riches, you can find him, bbq.about.com. I'm sure there'll also be some write-ups from uh, HPBA on that blog as well, bbq.about.com. Derek, always appreciate the time. Thanks for coming out tonight.
2: Great. Uh, thanks for having me.
0: You got it. There he is, Derek Riches bbq.about.com is his website. Check it out. A very good resource. If you never checked it out, you're doing yourself a disservice. Uh, grills and smokers and recipes and a whole bunch of different write-ups that he's got going on. Very extensive. Like he said, he's been doing it for like 15 years. Maybe even longer than the website. But he's going down to HPBA for the last 11 years. Ye
3: getting?
0: Right, let me talk to you quickly about uh, this guy right here. Tasty, I'm sorry, this guy right here, Tasty Licks Barbecue Supply. Look, there are unsavory business people abound, right? I mean, look at that guy. I think we can all agree on that. But sometimes you are looking for a barbecue or grilling item that just isn't stocked anywhere in your hometown or the next town over. Or the next town over from that. Your options have become limited and you are now forced to go online to buy the item you want or you just go without it. The internet grip sets in. The hands start to sweat. Your neck tightens. You've been screwed on internet purchases before, and you don't want it to happen again. After all, this is your hard-earned money you're going to spend. You need to feel confident that the company you are buying from is honest and fair. Good news, folks. Let Fred Bernardo and the gang over at Tasty Licks BBQ relieve you of your internet buying stresses. Tasty Licks has one of the most complete inventories of barbecue and grilling items anywhere on the face of the earth. All of the items that you see on Fred's website are in stock, and they are ready to ship to you directly. Are there other places on the internet that might have an item cheaper that Fred has? Perhaps. But are you 100% confident that you're actually going to get that item that you buy? Perhaps it's going to take 50 times longer to get to you. All great questions that no one has the answer for, at least with 100% of surety. When you buy from Tasty BBQ Supply, The items are in the store, and they ship to you promptly, and everything in the store is priced fairly helped. If you want to try to work out a deal with Fred, I'm sure he would be happy to take your call and work something out with you. Tasty Licks carries grills, smokers, ceramic cookers, electric cookers, various charcoal types, wood chunks and chips, cookbooks, accessories. If they don't have it in the store, you don't need it. And on top of all of that, Fred carries many of the other show sponsors here on this show in his store as well. So you're almost doing like a two-for-one, shopping at a sponsor and buying sponsors' product from that sponsor. It's the best of both worlds. Don't forget the Tasty Licks has their own line of barbecue rubs and sauces as well, so be sure to try those. Special note, this April 28th, Bob and Kenny from the Barbecue Guru will be doing demonstrations at the Shillington, Pennsylvania store. They're going to be using the Guru on the Big Green Egg and some other cookers. Also, they're going to be demoing that Onyx oven as well. It starts at 11 a.m. Again, that's April 28th. It's free. Just come in, hang out at Shellington, Pennsylvania. There's no registration required. Just a lot of fun. Head on over to TastyLicksBBQ.com and let the confidence exude from you as you make your internet purchase online. That's TastyLicksBBQ.com. We'll wrap up the first hour after this. Stick around.
3: Big-name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show.
0: All right, uh, coming up on four minutes till the top of the hour, 56 past at 9 o'clock Eastern. Thanks again to Derek Riches for joining me. I'm trying to debate, honestly, That if I could get hard pipe internet, if like HPBA or uh, the other one that they had a couple weeks ago, the NBBQA, is that what it's called? The NBBQA, National Barbecue Association, the one that Marcus keynoted in a couple weeks ago. Sorry, let me do this. This was just in earlier today. There is no definitive list for Season 3 of Barbecue Pitmasters. Obviously, kind of confirmed by Donnie Bray during the second or first interview segment, second segment of the show. But top man of the show said, uh, as of I believe it was right around three o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I said, uh, John, any new any news that I can administer to the Centralites toward response. Stand by. Uh-oh. Still standing now. Still standing. That's all right. I'm still standing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Survey Tuesday, 877 448 Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com is the email address. I know I got a couple of these in here, so let me check them out. Uh pull up some email. Uh, Flint is writing in. Pitmasters is a yes. Barbecue accessory, cold beer. I agree. Best barbecue book, the Big Green Egg Cookbook. The new one on me. Thanks, Flint. Um, let me see going out here. All right, I can't uh, read that one on it. Who else? Did anybody else chime in on the chat that I didn't? That I missed, you guys? Uh, anyway, so I'm, I'm trying to debate if going to one of those would really pan out. Do a couple-day show, like a three-hour hit each and every day. There's going to be good people to interview. I just need to have that hardwire internet. It's part of my person. We will uh, step away here briefly and then... Reset the first hour at the top of the second. We'll go over some Sam's Club rules, in case you're not familiar with that. We'll talk with Daniel Vaughn as well, plus Survey Tuesday questions. I want to hear from you. 877 448 Greg at Show.com. You are listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show, right here on the Barbecue Central Radio Networks.
2: Stand my intention
0: Happy to have you aboard here For the Really Big Barbecue Show
2: We cook because we have to And we grill
0: because we want to Fine, how's it going? <laughs> you have a great show, I'm
1: a big fan So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead And he's in the, in the crackle it's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? He ate for wiener.
0: Listen,
1: Lavernius, shake a I'm shaking like a dog
0: shit peach seeds. You could use it to fight off creeping marauders looking to take your steaks off your grills.
1: I just like being anywhere
0: with Junior, Senior, and Diva. Sounds like oh, a whole other type of movie. <laughs> wow. Yeah, really. <laughs>
4: Keep it hot, keep it clean, keep it lubricated. We have top men
2: working on it right now. Hmm. Tough men.
0: And just like that, we're into the second hour. Hey yo! 877 4480433, Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. David Qualls joining in on the text message for. Survey Tuesday. Do you think Barbecue Pitmasters will be a winner or loser? David says Loser. I'm 50-50. Best tool for barbecue or best accessory, Thermapen. Yeah. Shigging undercover. Best book. What is that? Uh-oh. Sounds like a porn. Shigging undercover. What? It's a shigging undercover. Is that a real book, David? not saying you're just having a little fun at my expense David also helping me get the audio straightened out here on the show over the last week or so you probably haven't even noticed but it sounds much more better than ever those are my words (laughs) Uh, Fred Neville weighing in pitmasters winner or loser I'm guessing yes means winner alright accessory the maverick thermometer I like Mavericks. barbecue book starting the fire george hensler who are those guys mentioned how about that all right Uh, reset of the first hour we had donnie bray from warren county pork choppers where am i here we go see the shirt right there you can see the shirt they won ocala florida sam's club event this past weekend top 10 and everything one brisket Uh, ninth and pork, and then I believe it was like a fourth and a fifth, chicken and ribs respectively. So did very well the whole cook, but as Donnie said, it's not like he's looking to win every category. Now that's the first time I've actually had any contestant definitively say out front that they're not looking to win every category. Keep in mind, he didn't say he wasn't looking to win the event but he's not looking to win every category. If you go back through and you look at some of the scores that you have seen over the years, some of those teams that are winning grand championship, you know, they're not winning every category. He's absolutely correct on that. But they're finishing, you know, top 10, they are finishing top 11 in some instances, whatever the case may be. Um but you got to be consistent. I mean, that's the one thing that you hear over and over again, regardless of who we're talking to. It's consistency in the cook. And if you can do a top ten, maybe you can manage a category win here, or you know, a top uh, two or three overall in a category. That's obviously going to help your chances. But if, as long as you can cook consistently all the way through the event, your chances of winning, or at least getting reserve or taking some money home, because people have a different mindset when going to competitions, right? For me, if I was going to be competing, I was going to go to somewhere that is at least going to allow me, if I win, to recoup all of my winnings back after expenses. I want a chunk of change. A lot of people don't do that. A lot of people are just going out to have some fun. If they win a category, maybe they pull a reserve or a grand, and, and now they have extra money to do uh, maybe one or two competitions they wouldn't normally do otherwise, because they're just a one-two-three team type of deal. And then other people are looking to go amass as much cast as possible. But there is a huge expense in competition barbecue, which you, of course, need to remember. 877 4480433, Greg at the BBQ Let me just re go over the shipments overall for 2011 in regards to grills. Uh, gas grill shipments accounted for 57% of sales, 8.445 million, almost 85 were gas grills, charcoal grill shipments were 41% of sales, just a shade over $6 million last year, and then total electric grill shipments, you could say there's a little discrepancy here, 288000 That's funny. A little discrepancy between second and third place there. Uh, I believe that was a 2%, almost 2% drop in overall from uh, year over year from uh, 2010 to 2011, 1.88%. Brought to you by your friends at the HPBA. Let's see who else uh, might have weighed in here. Here we go. Uh, Looks like Neil Big Mista rolling in. Pitmasters will be a winner because they will learn from their mistakes, but only if we can find the channel. What? What are you talking about, Neil? Everybody has the barbecue green deep discovery double secret channel. I think it's like 1,478 right past all the porn channels. Question number two, must-have tool, an ice pick to poke your meat and see if it's done. An ice pick. We call it a thermometer. <laughs> Best barbecue book, Smoke Stack Lightning, Lowless Ellie. <laughs> Haven't heard Smoke Stack Lightning in a while. Thanks for weighing in, Neil. You can call in as well if you want to, 877 448 Mentioned that I would get to the Sam's Club rules. For those that aren't familiar, Sam's Club is doing a thing like they did last year where You go to a local contest, certain percentage move on, or a certain number of teams move on from the local event to the uh, regional, and then from the regional to the main stage national, which takes place in Bentonville. Let me tell you a little bit about it. Uh, 50 teams, 10 from each region event, will be invited to compete at the national contest. And here's the qualifying process. Uh, Regions are broken down into five different places. Albuquerque, New Mexico, St. Charles, Missouri, Madison, Tennessee, Rockford, Illinois, and Chesapeake, Virginia, which, of course, we learned last week is one of the commonwealths of these great United States. To qualify for the national championship, a team must finish in the top ten overall in a regional event. The national championship will have a total of 50 teams representing the five region competitions. To qualify for a regional event, a team must finish in the top six overall local qualifying event, which obviously Donny Bray did here, and so did Kevin Bevington. Each regional will have a total of thirty teams competing uh, for the regional competition. But here's the prize purse, and the following describes how the prize purse will be broken out for each local, regional, and national contest. So at a local event, it's a ten thousand dollar prize purse. You get two grand for winning, fifteen hundred bucks for coming in second. And then they do pay out third, fourth, fifth, and sixth, a grand for third, 750, 500, 250, respectively. Category wins uh, 300, 250, 200, 150, and 100. They're calling out the top five. So fifth or better gets you at least 100 bucks. Moving on to the regional contest, everything doubles in prize money. So you're looking at a $20,000 overall purse. Grand champion gets five grand instead of 2000 so a little bit more than double there reserve grand takes 3000 uh, they call out top 7 overall i'm sorry top 10 overall uh, 2000 1500 1500 500 500 and 500 or i could have possibly said 6th through 10th place gets $500 for showing up and doing that well category finishes get you $500 for first 300 for second 200 for third 150 for fourth and 100 for fifth place, calling out top five, and then you have your national championship. That'll be a $150,000 price purse, and it goes as follows. Winning the whole damn thing gets you $50,000, ladies and gentlemen. Not too bad for reserve grand. half that at 25 cold, hard U.S. dead bennies. Third place gets seven grand. Fourth place gets six. Fifth gets fourth. Sixth place gets three thousand dollars. Seventh overall gets two grand. Eighth overall gets one grand. As well, do ninth and tenth overall. And then your category finishes for the national championship. Believe it or not, first in each category gets four thousand dollars. Wow. Second in each category, three, third, two thousand, fourth, twelve fifty, five, seven fifty, sixth, 500, 7th, 400, 8, 300, 9, 200, and finishing 10th gets you $100. So you're calling out first through 10th, huge money to be sure in that national championship. Again, that's a $150,000 overall prize purse. So bring your guns at the local event, bring your missiles at the regional, and then bring straight dope butter, baby, to the nationals so you can get your $50,000. I mean, if you win $50,000 for winning it all and you took in all categories, that's going to be an extra sixteen. That's a $65,000 payday. Just on that one event alone, that's not too shabby. I'll take that. So that's how the Sam's Club breaks out, in case you were wondering. I didn't really get into the meat and potatoes of it uh, before, but I figured why not use this time wisely and check that out. So now we're all brought up to speed on what the Sam's Club tour breaks down, local, regional, and national. Big money there. Appreciate Sam's Club for doing that. They don't sponsor the show, but I just appreciate them anyway. Okay, here we go, gang. If you are like me, then you are always trying to think of ways to step up your barbecue, right? Of course you are. There's no better or easier way to do this then by adding a little butcher barbecue to the arsenal bitches that's right you need some validation before you head over on to butcherbbq.com to order fine how about this the last 3 winners of the Houston Livestock barbecue have all used and won with butcher barbecue top teams in KCBS FBA IBCA use butcher barbecue products and they're happy to do it how about the fact that the pitmaster of butcher barbecue products uses butcher barbecue products hell all that did was get him third overall in kcbs team of the year for 2011 need i say more we all know that butchers is well known for their injections the pork the beef of course now that prime injection which has combined all things loved with their beef injection using its award-winning flavor enhancer and its ability to keep your brisket juicy they have combined it with what has become the competition's standard and beef flavor. Available for sale right now on ButcherBBQ.com. Now, perhaps you're looking for a go-to rub or sauce. Friends, you have hit the mother load right here. Butcher's Barbecue has a full line of award-winning rubs. One of my personal favorites is that steak and brisket rub. But grab some of that honey rub, which has garnered a lot of Internet recognition, especially last year in 2011. Try the premium rub especially if you inject with Butcher's because it is formulated to work with the injection. It's hand and glove, folks. A perfect one to punch to impress the judges and friends in the backyard alike. And last but not least, Butcher's Barbecue Sweet Barbecue Sauce. Look, when it comes to sauce, I am as picky as it gets. But Butcher's Sweet Sauce wins it in each category for me every time. Not overly sweet, a nice slice of tang just the right amount of back end heat and for crying out loud no liquid smoke thank you dave dave took the time and effort to make a quality sauce and he didn't take the easy way out like most of these people do when they add that devil's urine better known as liquid smoke Grab a box of six because it's going to go fast just like it does at my house. And no worries on breaking the bank when it comes to shipping either. Orders, $55 or less, shipped to you at 7 U.S. Bones, 56 and up, ship at $9. Cheap. Head on over to ButcherBBQ.com and stock up now. That's ButcherBBQ.com. Butcher's Barbecue, always trust your butcher. We're going to come back with Daniel Vaughn, full custom, gospel barbecue when we come back. Stick around.
3: Live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio show. Once again, here's your host,
0: Greg
3: Rampey.
0: Welcome back, almost 14 past the hour. 877 448 Greg at TheBBQCentralShow.com. Don't forget the Survey Tuesday questions. Do you think Barbecue Pitmasters will be a winner or a loser this season? The best barbecue accessories to have is... Favorite Barbecue Book. Of course, we'll probably get Daniel Vaughn's thoughts on that. My first guest in the second hour has hit up and evaluated some of the biggest and smallest barbecue joints in Texas. He's been keeping a running tally of his findings on his website, Full Custom Gospel Barbecue is widely considered to be the source to go for insight on the best barbecue joints in texas so much so that famed chef anthony Bourdain has added him to the stable of authors for a book release on this very matter some call him the some call him daniel some smoke masteroni i believe that's what it's called the yoda of barbecue to others to this show he's just the newest centralite daniel vaughn joining me on the show daniel how are you buddy
5: Oh, thanks for that great introduction. I'm doing well. How about yourself?
0: I'm doing absolutely fabulous, Daniel. I appreciate you making time for the show tonight. And I was trying to figure out where to start with you because of the unique story that you are. Let's go ahead and roll back maybe a little bit. Is barbecue something that you have always been around, or is this kind of a passion that has developed a little bit later in life?
5: Well, it's a, it's a passion that developed a little later in life. I moved to Texas 10 years ago. I uh, really discovered Texas barbecue. One of the first meals I had here was... Smoke brisket, and from that point on, it's it's really been just a quest to enjoy barbecue. And then once I really found the good stuff, it just became this quest to to find more of it and uh, to travel all over the state, just trying to find the good stuff.
0: Where did you move from when you went to Texas?
5: Well, I'm originally from Ohio, and I went to college in uh, New Orleans at Tulane. So,
0: Buckeye, baby, the home of the best barbecue in the world. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe not.
5: Yeah, yeah, no, not so much. So now, barbecue back in Ohio was uh, uh, either uh, you either baked some ribs and <laughs> grilled them uh, at home, or you went to Applebee's for riblets.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that right. Was,
5: that was pretty much your
0: options back Bar- in Ohio. Barbecue's so. good in the neighborhood, absolutely, here in Ohio. Now, when you get to Texas, and since you didn't necessarily have an outstanding barbecue palate or experience to, to choose from, how were you able to tell right away that what you were tasting was good and that you weren't tricked like the mass public is on what crappy barbecue is
5: oh well you know for a while i was tricked uh... you know i i came here i ate a ate around dallas and and back in those days ten years ago there really wasn't anything great in dallas um, but i was really none the wiser i was just enjoying uh... the flavor of smoked brisket it was just such a revelation in any form um, and then at some point a friend and i decided that uh you know what, let's get out of Dallas, let's go down to Central Texas where everybody says that all these places are going to change our world. And uh, so we put together a three-day road trip of 16 different barbecue joints and, you know, just went whole hog into it and, uh, I guess, whole cow into it <laughs> and, and went and ate our way through Central Texas and, you know, from that point on came back to Dallas of both changed men and, um, you know, really couldn't enjoy the barbecue around here much more. So uh, as far as how to refine your palate, coming from Ohio, moving to Texas, just eat a ton. Uh, And then, you know, once you finally get the good stuff, it's pretty unmistakable.
0: Daniel Vaughn joining us here on the show. The website, by the way, if you want to check it out, it's uh, FCG for Full Custom Gospel, fcg-bbq.blogspot.com. Daniel, when did you decide to uh, start the project and then... Kind of coordinate that with a a launch of a website. When you went to Central Texas, did you realize after you got back that this is something that you're going to have to get a web presence on, or is that something that followed suit a little bit later?
5: Oh uh, well, it followed a little later, um, but the, throughout the Central Texas trip, uh, one of the things I wanted to make sure to do. Because um, I really did see it as part of a barbecue education, whether I whether I knew really what that was going to lead to or not. Um, so I kept notes and I kept audio notes, tasting notes of each one of the visits uh, to try and and get this tally of uh, you know what I really liked about each place and just how they differed from one another. So I started keeping those notes on that original trip, and then a couple of years later, I finally sat down and got a URL, started the website, and uh, and basically just been going strong ever since.
0: Daniel Vaughn joining us here on the show. I guess, you know, what I like about the write-ups is the fact that, you know, you're not snobbing it up. The evaluations seem to be very honest, straightforward, which, uh, you know, what kind of a criteria uh, do you use when you apply? Is this something, you know, that you and your partners have cemented out prior to really going anywhere, so you had a a working criteria or list to be able to evaluate
5: Yeah, the the criteria, I mean, it's always evolving, but um, it essentially comes down to the meat. And, um, you know, I'll throw in some information about atmosphere, side items, desserts, or whatever. But really, it it boils down to to what the meat tastes like, and especially the brisket and the pork ribs. Uh, Those are things that you find in pretty much every barbecue joint in Texas. Um, You know, you'll you'll always find sausage, but so often it's uh, commercial sausage, so... I usually don't even evaluate that unless it's something that's made in-house. And then when I'm evaluating those meats, just looking for, um, you know, just specific things that are positive. Um, Always having moist meat is always a good thing. I mean, uh, when you've got dried-out slices of brisket or or dried-out ribs, nobody likes that. Meat's tough and undercooked. The easiest way to tell that is, is the fat chewy? Um, Is is the fat chewy or hard, or is it uh, nice and supple? And uh, easy to bite through, easy to squeeze your fingers through as well, um, is what's the smoke flavor like. So it, has this brisket been just wrapped up and baked, or has it has it truly been smoked? What's the bark look like? You know, just how does the brisket look? Uh, does it have a nice bark? Does it have a good smoke ring on it? So all, all those things really factor in.
0: Daniel Vaughn joining us here on the show. Full Custom Gospel Barbecue is the website, fcg-bbq.blogspot.com. Uh, Daniel, if you're looking at barbecue obviously over time, just like anything, you know, things evolve over time over the years, has criteria for your evaluations changed or evolved over time or does it have to stay the same for you to be, you know, specific and uh consistent restaurant to restaurant?
5: Well, it it has evolved a bit just because when I started I was I was uh, uh putting everything up against the best in Texas and how it rated against the absolute best. And then after a while, I ate just so much bad barbecue that I, I had a better understanding that even mediocre barbecue should get some sort of notice for at least not being bad. Um, so I, I've started to, uh, I wouldn't say uh, that my ranking system has gotten a little more lax, but um, essentially I've started to recognize where people are doing something positive and also um, realizing that, you know, when, these, when the pitmaster is is able to do one thing positive and do one thing really well that that is also worth something um because it can make that restaurant a destination for that one cut or that you know that one link
2: of sausage or whatever it might be
0: do you have a certain amount of reviews that you're looking to do in a week or a month there goals that you're setting up for yourself to you know get some of that brisket sausage and uh, pork ribs down your gullet
5: yeah, I usually do uh, – I, I set it up Monday to come out Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So I'm usually doing three reviews a week. Um, the the um, The trips that I take really put put the barbecue uh, eating in bunches. So I'll go out on a weekend and, and maybe go to 15 places or so. So, I mean, that, that stretch will last me – will get me reviews for a couple of weeks anyway, or for three weeks. Um, but, uh, at this point in my traveling, it's, it's gotten a little more, uh, let's just say on the ridiculous side. So, uh, since, let's see, since the beginning of this year, I've been to almost a hundred barbecue joints, um, because I'm on these massive road trips, uh, all over Texas, trying to really decipher all the regional intricacies of the bar of Texas barbecue, uh, for doing the book research. So. Uh, I've already gone through a, a big road trip through the hill country uh, for five days, went through East Texas for six days, South Texas seven days, and then actually tomorrow I'll be heading out uh, for El Paso for a six-day trip uh, for West Texas barbecue, and when I tell people that, I, I usually get, that. well, you're not going to find anything out there, but uh, that, that's also part of what drives me, is the the... Going to eat at places that everyone has reviewed and said are great, and being able to enjoy that barbecue is, is fun. Uh, it's it's enjoyable. It's it's satisfying. But there's nothing as satisfying as going somewhere that nobody expects to find good barbecue and finding a hidden gem, and being able to tell the world about it. Uh, that's that's really one of the biggest highs for me. So I, I mean, if there's barbecue on the sign, I will walk in and, and at least give it a
0: shot. You said you've done 100 places already this year. I don't even think we're like 70 days in yet.
5: Yeah, uh, that cholesterol medicine's working overtime.
0: (laughs) Are there that, I mean, pardon my ignorance here, I know Texas is a very big state and barbecue is well-known. I mean, are there that many restaurants that you can go through? I mean, 15 in a week seems like, or in a weekend seems like a lot to me, let alone 100 in not as many days.
5: Well, um, in the DFW area, Dallas-Fort Worth, which is where I live, uh, there are, uh, I think, 180 barbecue joints in business right now within Dallas and Fort Worth. So, I mean, if you expand that over across the state, um, certainly it's not all as concentrated as it is here in Dallas and Fort Worth. But uh, uh, I would say there's at least 1,500 barbecue joints out there that are operating. So um, 100 and when you're traveling like, my last road trip through South Texas was 2,200 miles, so uh, I think I hit 30-some barbecue joints in that wow. trip. So 2,200 miles, 30 barbecue joints, it's really not, uh, it's really not that earth-shattering uh, just if you're covering that
0: much ground. So you're putting in all this time and effort on reviews... And then, I don't know exactly how it goes down, you'll be able to help me through with this, but let me just ask the question. Uh, You know, well-known chef, TV personality spots you and knows what you're doing, really champions your whole cause, goes out of his way to make sure that folks know that other media outlets are kind of ripping you guys off with your info and really not giving you the credit. How does, uh, is it Smoke Master Roney? Well, Smoke
5: Master One is... Oh,
0: Smoke Master One, okay.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that is... uh... That's my friend, Sam, who I originally started the barbecue website with. Um, He, he doesn't really, um, he hasn't really kept up with the writing side of it as much. He's a, uh, he's certainly a good sidekick for a lot of road trips. He'll be coming with me uh, tomorrow as well on the, on the West Texas trip. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's great to have, I I actually write as barbecue snob uh, and that's my Twitter handle as well, BBQ snob. So, uh, but it's certainly great to have that sort of support. It was a little unexpected, uh the just the whole timing of it all it all happened pretty quickly. The uh uh you know, I got his back up um at the end of two thousand ten really, uh, on an issue of um, of some you know, possible plagiarism of a of a best of Dallas and Fort Worth barbecue list that I had put together. And you know he came out in support of me. Not didn't really call me by name, but just talked to me, talked about me as a uh, you know a local blogger who was doing good things. And then when the uh, when I started to get the book proposal together, uh, the idea came about. Well, let's let's run it by Bourdain and see if he might be interested, since he's starting this new line of books. And uh, you know, just everything came together perfectly. Uh, the timing was great, and. Uh, I couldn't be happier at this point.
0: Do you have uh, conversations with him directly, or is it through Hacks?
5: It's it's usually through the publishing company, and uh, and I hate to say it, but my people talk to his people. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> our our uh, literary agents actually work for the same company, so that so that certainly worked out well. Uh, so my agents, uh, David Hale Smith, talks to uh... Anthony Bourdain's agent so uh... but hopefully uh... down at South by Southwest next week when he's down there um, I'm hoping to be able to meet up with him there since I'll be in Austin eating barbecue too
0: alright so what's the scope of the book like and uh, does he have input on how it's going to go or are you just kind of free to do your own thing and it'll go through the editing process at that point
5: yeah I'm just free to do my own thing and then it'll go through the editing process I I, uh, I put together a pretty lengthy proposal. Um, my photographer, Nick McWhorter, and I put together a, a pretty lengthy proposal that he, he read through and, and essentially approved that. So uh, that, that was basically him saying that he likes the direction we're going. Uh, the book is really seven different chapters of seven giant road trips throughout Texas uh, trying, to, trying to help define the different styles of barbecue within Texas, uh, so often outside of Texas, it's uh, just, just this idea that the Texas barbecue is this one thing, it's this one style. And usually that means central Texas barbecue. I think I just read a recent article where they were saying, they were trying to talk about all the different regions of barbecue, and they just said, well, Texas barbecue is all about brisket and spicy barbecue sauce. It's like, well, actually there's a whole lot more to it than that, and spicy barbecue sauce... It really isn't even that common. I mean, um, it's usually pretty mild sauces around here. If there's, if the sauce is even an important, plays an important role at all. Uh, so trying to go through all of Texas and just seeing how that differs. I mean, in in South Texas, um, the the barbacoa tradition down there is a, seems to be a whole lot more important than than a true Texas barbecue tradition. Uh, in East Texas. I mean, it was really just like wallowing through a barbecue wasteland, trying to find something positive. And there were there were certainly a few places out there, but uh, it's it's certainly nothing like the riches that Central Texas and the Hill Country have. Uh, a lot of people feel like when when lists of the best Texas barbecue come out, they're biased because they usually come out of the Austin area, and and so they include Central Texas and the Hill Country. But uh, as far as the trips that I've taken so far, it it really is the truth. Um, East and west of, of Austin in the central Texas areas, where to get the
0: best stuff in Texas. Daniel Vaughn joining us here on the show. Full custom gospel barbecue, uh, the website FCG BBQ.blogspot.com. Daniel, I'm not looking for anything specific, but because of Anthony Bourdain and his uh, book people, I mean, is this a, a semi lucrative deal for you guys or nothing that's really earth shattering?
5: Well, it certainly uh allowed me to to go to my boss i'm actually an architect by day uh it, it you know i got enough of an advance to be able to go to my boss and ask for some time off to do some uh really deep down research so i'm in the middle of a, a five-week hiatus from my from my real day job and uh being able to use that time to to really do extensive research rather than trying to just fit it in on weekends you know a trip from uh like my last one from San Antonio to Del Rio, all the way down the Rio Grande Valley to Brownsville, and back up to San Antonio. That's not something that you can do in a, in a long weekend. So uh, I, I've been able to take off that time, and that really has been uh, probably the most important part as far as doing this research.
0: When the book's actually released, are you going to go to electronic uh, media as well, like Kindle and all that stuff? Yeah,
5: yeah, there will certainly be an electronic version of the book as well. That's, are, that's uh, certainly in the plans.
0: Are you a barbecue judge at all? You compete?
5: I don't compete, but I have been to a few competitions. I'm a KCBS-certified barbecue judge. So uh, I've been to a few competitions, the American Royal, uh, and then uh, a few of them around here. Uh, When the Sam's Club um, tour came through Fort Worth, I judged that one. And done a few of the LSBS, which is Lone Star Barbecue Society, uh, competitions around the Dallas area.
0: All right, so let me ask you this. Favorite barbecue restaurant in Texas, if I was flying in for a day, I hooked up the Barbecue Central Radio Network's G4 and was going to fly down there just for one night. Where do I want to go eat and why?
5: Well, it's uh it's not really much of a surprise uh, to those that read uh, national magazines about Texas barbecue these days, but it's uh it's Franklin Barbecue. Um Aaron Franklin and Stacy Franklin run um a, a pretty small joint in Austin. Uh they're they're not part of a chain or anything. It's an independently run establishment Uh, they usually have a line of an hour or two hours if it's a busy weekend Uh, let's just say it's a really popular place Um, the reason it's my favorite is because well first of all it's it's, it has incredible brisket Um, the the brisket is um, almost fall apart tender uh, great smoke on it incredible flavor from just salt and pepper and oak smoke i mean there's no secrets to it You ask Aaron what he's doing, he's not going to act like there's some secret rub or some, you know, secret wood that he's added in. There are no secrets except knowing what temperature to do it at and how long to do it and when to pull it off. Uh, The thing that's really special and really separates Franklin is consistency. Uh, That I can actually tell somebody that, no, if you stand in line for an hour, it will be worth it. It You won't be disappointed Uh, because I've never been there and been disappointed with, any brisket that I've had, uh, or really anything that I've had. So uh, that's that's why it's my favorite.
0: All right, Franklin, it is. Uh, Danny, before I let you go, you mind if I ask you the Survey Tuesday questions? Okay. All right, here we go. Uh, question number one. Do you think barbecue pitmasters will be a winner or a loser this season?
5: Well, as long as they don't kick people off for coleslaw and sides,
0: uh, I think it'll be a winner. All right, I agree. Uh, question number two. The best barbecue accessory to have is? Uh,
5: a, uh, I would say a charcoal chimney.
0: All right. I love charcoal chimney. No lighter fluid here. Uh, question oh number three. Favorite, <laughs> favorite barbecue book?
5: Uh, I would have to say Legends of Texas Barbecue by Rob Walsh.
0: All right you ever uh, check out Wyatt McSpadden's uh, picture book? I love
5: Wyatt's book, too. That was the second one that popped up in my head. Yeah, I Uh, I love it for the photos. I love Legends of Texas Barbecue for the great information.
0: One of the, uh, I think uh, Wyatt's book is probably, uh, I guess for people that don't know, Texas Barbecue, widely overlooked, but uh, it's absolutely fabulous, so I would always recommend that one as well. Uh, Daniel Vaughn runs the full custom gospel barbecue website. Book coming out. Uh, When is the book coming out? It'll be coming that? out
5: in spring of 13.
0: All right, spring so of 13. about a year from now. Excellent. And this is going to be coming from the Eco, which is a HarperCollins sub. Daniel, good luck with the book, and thanks again for coming out tonight. I appreciate it.
5: Oh, thank you so much, and thanks for having me on the show.
0: Yeah, you got it. There he is. Daniel Vaughn. A Buckeye, no less, moving to Texas, refining his palate for barbecue succulents. A <laughs> Buckeye. And you know he he ain't got no idea what good barbecue is here. Because he's never eaten at my house. And he moved well in advance of me uh, learning my barbecue craft. All right, a couple more to go here. Guys, public service message to all the barbecue brothers and sisters. Let me pull this creepy guy up. There he is. Uh, Stephen DeFranco from Stephen DeFranco Jewelers, who is also a barbecue junkie just like you and me. You know, being married to a barbecue maniac can be trying. Think about all the nonsense a barbecue wife or girlfriend has to put up with. Here's just a few examples of why buying her an anniversary ring from Stephen DeFranco Jewelers might be the best idea ever. Number one, you are probably always making a huge mess in the kitchen and you don't clean up, do you? Of course you don't. This includes dirty barbecue utensils in the sink and the dishwasher. All you think about is barbecue books, TV shows, websites. You leave sticky barbecue sauce on the cabinet doors, in the silverware drawers, on the kitchen table, on the chairs, on the car, on the freaking dog. To you, your clothes smell great when they're covered with barbecue smoke. To your significant other, your clothes stink. Exactly how many years does she have to put up with this? You're always filling the refrigerator with the meat that you want to cook. The shelves are full of jars of barbecue sauce, some open, some half-opened and used. And, of course, that spice cabinet full of jars of rubs and spices, some you don't even remember the last time you even used it or when you bought it. When was the last time you bought her a new piece of jewelry? Call Steve at Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. He can help. Heck, he's had to get out of uh, trouble himself with his own wife because he is a barbecue junkie. And whether you participate in competition, barbecue, or just for fun, taking care of your wife by showing her how much you love her with a beautiful diamond anniversary ring from Stephen DeFranco Jewelers is just the ticket for her allowing you to continue to mess up the kitchen with your barbecue insanity. You're probably thinking that treating her to a new anniversary ring will break the bank and ruin the plans for that new jambo pit. Well, no. The diamond anniversary rings at Stephen DeFranco jeweller started under 500 bucks. And not only does Steve stock great quality, but if you go to StephenDeFranco.com's website, you can see lots of great styles and really great prices. And here's the deal. You go to StephenDeFranco.com. You pick out a new diamond anniversary ring. Then you call Steve directly. 440 943 Twenty seven hundred. That's 440-943-2700. You tell him you're a barbecue brother or sister. He'll give you an additional $50 off the already discounted price to help you pay for taking your wonderful wife out to a non-barbecue dinner. That's right. Ladies, buy yourself a ring. It's great. Always, always ask for Steve. And again, it's 440-943-2700. We're coming back with barbecue catering advice from Killer Hogs. Malcolm Reed next. Stand by.
3: Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show.
0: Welcome back. Thanks to uh, Daniel Vaughn again for talking about Texas Barbecue. Dude did 100 barbecue restaurants in less than 70 days? Watch out, heart attack. It's coming. I got one word. That's right. All right. uh, As I mentioned in the top of the show, I get a... Uh, almost weekly, sometimes two, sometimes one every other week, uh, email from a guy named Malcolm Reed. You can find him at how to BBQ Right. That's his blog, and he wrote one recently about catering barbecue, so we race over to the hotline and join friend of the show, Malcolm Reed from Killer Hogs. Malcolm, how are you, buddy? Hey, I'm doing great, Greg. How's it going? I'm doing absolutely fabulous. Malcolm, let me uh, get this chat window away here so we can see your smiling face. Um, wanted to have you back on tonight because, you know, it never fails. I'm planning out shows and I'm looking for great content to kind of keep the show fresh. And it seems like that inbox always dings uh, with something from you that seems to really fit uh, the, either the show theme or is just something that I've always wanted to talk about and that I don't necessarily have uh, the wherewithal and the expertise uh, to choose from. That's why I always like to lean on you. Uh, so tonight we're going to be talking about catering barbecue. And it always seems like for me, especially a backyard hack like myself, you have you know maybe a neighbor or two over one time, and they're like, "Oh, this stuff is so good!" And would you cater a graduation party for my daughter or uh, I, my boss at work's love barbecue? Would you do it for us? When we look at barbecue catering, some general tips right off the bat before we get into it a little bit more on things that you need to consider when thinking about getting into that catering option.
6: Yeah, well, first you got to make sure that you can handle the job man. that's the number one thing if you bite off more than you can chew just right off the gate you're not you're gonna be bad off Uh, that's um what we learned the hard way unfortunately you know we had smaller cookers and we would get people that wanted to cook event like just like you talked about for a a small you know rehearsal dinner or something like that or a, a birthday party and and if you don't really plan it out you know and you gotta make a price list of everything that you're gonna buy, what it's gonna take. I mean, that's the number one thing when it comes to catering, because every dollar counts that you spend. And you really gotta sit down and you know work your schedule out too. I mean, it's just a, it, it's a lot that goes into it. But it's you know you can take on these small jobs and, and get
0: a little hold on it and kind of get an idea of what's going on before you take on something bigger. All right, uh, Malcolm Reed joining us here on the show. By the way, your setup in the background is absolutely fabulous. Trophies, you got the <laughs> banner in the back. I mean, that's absolutely fantastic. Um, when we talk you about this. Go ahead.
6: I was going to say, that's the MBN side of me coming out, man. It's all about the presentations. That's right. I'm getting... uh, I
0: got to look good everywhere you go. Getting ready to get a great speech and tell me why uh, whole hogs and hams are absolutely succulent. (laughs) Uh, When we talk about setting the price, Malcolm, you know things that I initially think of when people ask me, it's like, uh, well, what about sides and what about plates and all of this other stuff? Is there suggestions that you would tell like if i was going to call you up on the phone and say malcolm somebody's asking me to do a party what should i what services should i offer them Uh, do you have any i mean
6: i yeah i always you know i I, I try to offer them everything they're going to need i mean but you you know the the warehouse clubs are going to be your friend man i'm always going to sam's and and just taking my notepad and writing you know jotting down prices and kind of try to keep a running tab of of what, what things are going to cost you. That way you know how to price it. I mean, you know, you see a lot of this rule, um, you know, a thumb for catering, you know, double the cost or whatever is going to, you know, get your money back. But, but if you don't watch it, you can get in over your head real fast. So, so when you're pricing stuff, you have to, you know, just keep everything in mind, even from the the gas it's taking you going back and forth to, to the aluminum foil that you're going to cover the pans with everything costs. So the really tracking it
0: is the key. So when you're looking at uh, all of these other ancillary items, the foil and the plates and all that, when you're marking down, it's uh, seven bucks for 500 plates and it's two bucks for 500 spoons. How are you delineating that from customer to customer? Is one customer buying the spoons and one customer buying the aluminum foil or what?
6: Well, not really. I mean, you know, of course, if, you, if you're doing it a lot, you're always going to have a stockpile of stuff that you can use, but the... You know, the small jobs is where you get into it costing you money because a lot of things you can't buy in a small quantity. So you really have to just break it down. And, you know, say, for instance, Sam's, they do a lot of that for you. I mean, they'll tell you on the label, on the shelf, what each item's costing per, you know, after the price is broke down. So you got a good idea of what you actually have in it. You just have to, you have to figure out a way to
0: monetize it to where you're going to make some money selling it. All right. So, and then me, typically it's like the double the, the cost um, how do you put together a game plan? What are the most important things that you need need to take into consideration when you start this barbecue catering business? Well, when you start, first off, you know, make
6: sure you got a, a grill or your equipment's going to handle it. Um, go to your local, you know, laws and see what see what you know see what the health department requires. See if you have to have the food safety you know serve serve safe training. Um, see if you have to have a business license. I mean, a lot of times we're talking about small things, friends and family, and, you know, you can fly under the radar with some of that stuff, but if you're really going to be serious about it, you have to have everything. You have to have a commercial kitchen. You have to, you know, there's all kinds of different regulations depending on where you live. But I mean, always play by the rules because you don't want to, you know, you don't want to get anybody sick. That's the number one thing. It's going to ruin your reputation. Yeah. Um, there's all kinds of things that have to factor into it, but I'm not saying you can't go out and cook your friend's birthday party for 50 people. And, you know, not be a success.
0: Are there things that you need to ask the customer in order to ensure your success? Well, you know, I
6: always. I mean, most of the time, somebody's had my barbecue that, that's or knows somebody that's had it. So word of mouth has done a lot. But you know, I always want to talk to them, get a definite head count. I mean, me, I. I overestimate usually just for safety, you know, 10% over. I don't want anybody to be not satisfied with what I'm giving them. Um, always check back with them after, you know, I've, I've, I've placed fulfilled an order. I mean, that's just some rules that I do. And I mean, I know the quality of the barbecue is going to be good because that's what, you know, I, we do it every day. So, I mean, a lot of it's just
0: taking the time and patience
6: and tracking your prices. That's where, That's what can really get you in trouble.
0: And are you looking to, and I guess it kind of depends on what type of equipment do you have? Uh, like for myself, I don't have anything that's necessarily mobile unless I was breaking down the WSM's and taking them on site somewhere. Do you want to cook stuff like you would at a competition? Do you want to try and do as much stuff on that particular site as you can in order to garner that safety side of things? What's your advice there?
6: Well, you know, I've come across both ways. Um, some some customers want you to come out, and cook it on site. They'll let you use their kitchen or, you know, their setups and stuff but uh, a lot of times it, it's just as easy to, to you know to cook it off-site too and take it to them um there's going to be more money in an on-site cook because you can charge more because you know you're, you're putting on a show you're not just there cooking people a lot of people want to see what you're doing and how you're doing it and that's part of what you're selling um, especially for us so if we're doing whole hogs or something like that you know they always want a presentation to go with it and it just and it you know it makes you look like a professional, you know what you're doing, and the customers are happy when you can do that too. So if you can use their stuff, it's great, but you need to always have access to your own.
0: Malcolm Reed joining us here on the show. Of course, uh, visit the website howtobbqright.com. There's also a bunch of uh, really great videos on there uh, where Malcolm is uh, either evaluating products or uh, showing you prep work and all this other great stuff. Do you you like to deal... This could be a foolish question because it seems whenever I bring up chicken, everybody starts to get skittish. But do you like to cater chicken or would you rather just stay away from that and deal with uh, the pork butts and the briskets and the ribs if possible?
6: You know, if I do chicken, I like to do it pulled. um That way I can, you know, serve them fresh chicken. It's, it's hard. Chicken's one of the hardest things to hold and, and be fresh. I mean, if you're talking about cooking pieces of chicken for somebody, I like doing it on site. It's no problem because it's coming right off the grill and going to the table. But from my experience, you know, just catering pieces of chicken, it's the quality is just not there usually. I mean, your, your window for keeping it fresh is real small. Um, but with pulled meat, you know, you can you can mix a little sauce into it, keep your moisture in it, keep it warm, keep it in the cambro, and it stays pretty well, you know, fresh. So if you're gonna go the
0: chicken route, go pulled. All right, and do you find that your customers dig pulled chicken? I'm sure it's probably not something they're necessarily used to seeing. Usually, it's pieces coming off the grill, but pulled chicken seems to be a fan favorite. Then,
6: well, you know, it's it's something we offer. You don't sell a lot of it. Some people always want something besides uh, beef or pork. I mean, and that's a lot, we run into that a lot. So I mean, we're not into doing seafood and stuff like that. I mean, it's going to be something barbecued. So, chicken is one thing that they you know that you get some requests for. I mean, I don't like
0: I don't do it a lot, but sometimes we do. Now there seems to be kind of a a health conscious movement going along. So if you're doing you know two or three of the standard stuff, do you get any weird requests for something that, that might be off that barbecue or, or grilling path that people are asking you to cook?
6: i get a lot of requests for crawfish that's something we've been doing too and uh that's a whole you know i had i had a good friend from louisiana that really taught me how to cook them last uh, a long time ago and and i and we do them here at the house a lot but you know that's one of the big requests I, I, I bet i get an email every week want me to give them a quote for crawfish this started about around the first of the year and uh, you know we're just now seeing the prices come down to where it's even feasible to
0: do them but you know it's, it's it's a lot of fun especially if you've never been to a big crawfish bowl all right so you get your stuff planned out you get all the information that you can possibly garner from the customer you follow up with them you know a couple of days in advance to make sure that nothing has happened are you doing your shopping for the stuff well in advance or is it just and obviously the the dry stuff doesn't matter but for the meats is it you know the day before what's your time frame on getting the eats in house and starting to get prepped on that
6: well, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have an account with U.S. Foods, so I can get fresh meat daily, so it's not a problem. Um, I, I don't like to hold it as long as I can, just because you run into problems with having refrigeration space for that much meat, so usually I'm going to set it up to where my truck comes. Either that morning I'm going to cook it, or either I can go pick it up at the wheel call, so it works out really great, but I mean, when, I, when, when we were smaller and you know getting meat from Sam's or Costco you know i would I would usually go a day or so ahead of time and try to keep everything in the refrigerator as much as possible or our giant coolers with a lot of ice on it. but you know that the meat you really you really want it fresh as possible to start.
0: Malcolm Reed joining us here on the show we're talking barbecue catering. you know Malcolm, part of this is going to come down to a sales process as well. you got people calling in they're obviously going to want a price. And I think it's human nature for a lot of people to think as they're telling somebody, what are they thinking about the price? Am I going to quote them too high? Am I going to quote them? Well, you're thinking, am I quoting them too high? They're going to tell me no. And then if they say yes, you're thinking, did I quote them too low? And am I going to lose my ass on this? So, I mean, you have to be firm and direct and you have to feel comfortable as a business person to use that dirty P word called profit.
6: Oh, you're absolutely right, man. Well, when we first started i mean you're dealing with a lot of your friends or family or somebody like that and everybody's wanting to deal but you got to understand that it's you know you can't lose at this game real easy so what i say is don't sell yourself short the first time that you sell something to somebody at a, at a lower price they're going to want that price every time they're never going to let you raise price on them so if you lose some customers because your prices are too high you know that's fine that's going to happen and It happens to me every day, too. I mean, I I, I bet I quote, you know, for every 10 quotes, I might get a sale. But that's that's no problem. I know the ones I'm selling to really like the barbecue and are wanting a quality product.
0: To me, that means more than, than being the cheapest guy out there. Now, you've talked about the pit, making sure that you have the right equipment to be able to handle the jobs that you might be quoting. Are there any other really key pieces of equipment for catering that you should have? Well, you got to have some some way to hold the meat
6: fresh, especially if you're transporting it when it's cooked. I mean, you, so you're talking about your Cambros or your Carlisle, you know, food carriers. They're just basic catering food carriers. You don't have to have the ones that necessarily plug up and have heaters and all that built into them because your meat's gonna stay fresh for four to five hours in, in an insulated carrier. But um, I mean, just your basic barbecue stuff that a lot that we use at contest tables and. You know, coolers for keeping the stuff cold when you got it and, you know, your food service pans and stuff like that. It's that's that's all the important pieces of equipment. I mean, every, the other thing is just your smoker.
0: I mean, that's that's pretty much all you need. Or right, let me ask you this, Malcolm, I'm going to put you on the spot here and see your uh, catering expertise. Let's say we have a hundred and twenty five person event that's going to be outside, obviously uh, offsite cooking three meats. Uh, do you do veggies like potatoes and stuff yeah, we like do. that? Uh, we two sides, well, we, all right. Two veggies, uh, two veggies of salad and drinks and dessert. Uh, is that you know? What do what do you think we're looking at here?
6: Per person for three meats, I would say about you're going to be about between thirteen and fifteen dollars a head, depending oh. on what the meats are. That's not including ribs,
0: because ribs are going to be more expensive
6: then. Right, right. Ribs are always always more expensive. That's what pushes it up. I mean. And then if you're if you at, talking uh, ribs,
0: you know, if you get talking
6: ribs, brisket and pulled pork, you're going to be up around 22, you know,
0: somewhere like that ahead. And then meat or I'm sorry, the veggies and the salad and the drinks, that's all going to be additional on top of that.
6: Well, that, that would be figured in. I would, you know, the sides, most sides I'm running, you know, less than a dollar a head a person. And that's the way I figure it. you know, when you go break the cost down and say beans or slaw or potato salad or something like that, you're. Thirty or forty cents your cost, but then you know you turn around and sell it to them for a dollar, dollar fifty, something like that. Is, is in, in my area, that's generally what it runs. But and it, you know when you're talking to 125 people, you can cut the price down a little bit because you're selling a bigger volume. And and that's what a lot of people don't understand. You know, a small say if you called up and you, and you had 20 25 people you wanted to feed, well your price is going to be a lot higher because it's costing me more to cook a smaller load than it is that big load because I see the profit that I'm making off the big one.
0: Malcolm Reed joining us here on the show. Uh, We're talking barbecue catering. Malcolm, before I turn you loose here, do you want to take the Survey Tuesday questions? Sure, man. All right, here we go. Survey Tuesday questions. Question number one. Do you think barbecue pitmasters will be a winner or a loser this season?
6: I think it'll be a loser. They're going to mix in the the original format with maybe a little bit of their challenge style format. So I I think it'll uh, be a lot better. All right. Uh, the best
0: barbecue accessory to have is oh, thermopan. All right, you gotta have a lot of thermopans tonight. A favorite barbecue book. Uh, Mike, Namie Mills' book, Peace, Love, and Barbecue—that's that's probably my favorite. That's the first time I've heard that tonight. I'm so, typically that's one of the first uh, one or two out of people's mouths when we're talking about books. Uh, we are talking with Malcolm Reed. You can find him uh, mastering the pit with Killer Hogs competition cooking team, which is killerhogs.com, and also visit his uh, barbecue blog, howtobbqright.com. Malcolm always appreciate the tips, and especially on the catering thing tonight. I know I've learned a lot. Uh, so we'll look for you again soon. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah, Greg, no problem, man. I appreciate you having me. Have yeah. a good night. You got it. There he is. Malcolm Reed from Killer Hogs and HowToBBQRight.com. Went over there a little bit, but well worth it. Lots of good information there for the uh, person that is looking to potentially get into that catering realm. Who isn't? You cook halfway decent barbecue. You got suckers coming up to you on every street corner asking you to do something for them. It happens everywhere. Gang, as many of you know, I have gotten my grimy mitts on a pellet cooker. That's right, a absolute beauty of a pellet cooker. We know it as the gorilla. Let me get Steve out of here. Where'd it go? There we go. And that's why I want to talk to you quickly about Barbecuer's Delight. They are widely considered to be the pellet resource or pellet-fired cookers. That's right, whether on the competition trail or in your backyard, folks choose Barbecuer's Delight wood pellets more than any other brand for their superior quality and flavor. And you should give them a try as well. You can find them at BBQRSDelight.com Now, maybe you don't have a pellet cooker. No problem. You can still take advantage of the pellet revolution on your gas or charcoal grill or smoker by grabbing the cast iron pot option by your Buy yourself a nice sampler pack of pellets, load one-third cup into the pot and then place it into your cooker or grill and let that sweet succulent smoke take care of the rest. Not familiar with pellets? Let me give you a little insight. When pellets are made, all the air within that cellular structure of the wood is evacuated, thus concentrating the wood into a very dense form, much denser than natural trees. As compared to the other wood flavor enhancers, pellet will yield a more intense smoke more quickly which seals the food locking in natural moisture and adding smoke flavor exactly when it is needed. And since pellets have been processed from sawdust by pressure, which generates heat, any contaminants present in the wood are eliminated. This process produces a sterile smoking wood product of consistent quality, and pellets are easy to use since you don't have to soak in water prior to use. It's easy to blend wood flavors and produce consistent results each and every time with the use of Barbecueers Delight wood pellets. And here's something to remember when you're buying these Barbecuer's Delight pellets. The one-pound bags that you're going to use for those steel pots, it's 100% flavorwood. But if you have a pellet cooker, it's a little different. Candy and the folks at Barbecuer's Delight have determined that a blend of two-thirds oak and one-third flavorwood is the way to go to ensure great smoke flavor and consistent BTU temperatures. Do yourself a favor and grab some Barbecueers Delight wood pellets right now. Visit them at bbqrsdelight.com. Check out all of the flavors that they have and stop fussing with the sticks and the chunks. Barbecueers Delight, the choice of competition cooks and backyard warriors alike. bbqrsdelight.com. That's bbqrsdelight.com. Let's wrap this bad bitch up. I'll be back in 10.
3: in the smoke call 877-448-0433 to get on the air now here's your host greg rampe all
0: right we are back uh three years hollow newest single chemical ride told you it was going to be a buffer on the show Survey Tuesday questions. you got about a minute or so to get in. 877 448 Greg at the BBQ Show.com. Thanks again to Malcolm Reed for breaking down some catering for us. That's something that I'm never going to be able to answer, questions on catering. I am a sales guy during the day, so I'm going to make sure that I maximize my profit no matter what. I'm not going to take into consideration friends or family. I start it three times, and then I'm going up from there. So close down on the first quote that I give you. Otherwise, you know, my bargaining, it's not like I give you a quote and then you counter with something lower, and then we meet in the middle. I give you a quote, you lowball me, and then I go up from that original quote that I gave you. That's how I do business. You stay away. The shark Get stuff. Out of here. Do you think Barbecue Pitmasters will be a winner or a loser? Resounding majority are hopeful. You're like Cleveland Browns fans. You're hopeful each and every year, each and every season, that everything's going to be better this season. And then it comes out, and it's one of the worst things ever. Then you're pissed off and bitter again. I'm never watching this show again. That's it. They ruined it. Make it like Pitmasters season one. then a new season will come out and we'll be right back like, this is going to be it. This is going to be the one. You know it. I'm watching. And I'm recording it, DVR. I'm going to watch it 20 times during the summer. And you're disappointed again. Hopefully, John Marcus will be giving me a list of teams that I'm going to be able to legally announce sooner than later. So uh, the results of question one. Do you think Barbecue Pitmasters will be a winner or a loser? Uh, Undoubtedly a winner from the majority of people that weighed in tonight. Best barbecue accessory to have. uh, Most people said that it was going to be. Let me see if anybody's weighing in here on Twitter. Nope. Uh, Thermapen, which I completely agree with. Thermapen, one of the best things ever on the face of the earth. A best uh, and then favorite barbecue book. It kind of varied. Some people thought it was theirs that they hadn't write yet, Donnie. Uh, smokestack Lightning, uh, Peace Love and Barbecue. I think the Barbecue Bible by Stephen Reichlin is a great book for beginners to get. And I'm not shining to Stephen Reichlin. I refuse. Although we're going to be getting him on the show here, probably over the next couple months. All right, let's wrap up. Want to thank my first hour guests. We had Donnie Bray from Warren County Pork Choppers, Kentucky. Here's my shirt. I'm wearing it, Donnie. You can see it. Choppers on either arms with the, uh, what is that? It's like a dead cow with, that's a pig. Warren County Pork Choppers, they won the Ocala, Florida Sam's Club Tour. Also on the first hour, we had Derek Riches from BBQ.About.com recapping HPBA. Lots of cool things that he thought, thought it was a great show. Perhaps it was because of the location, that's fine. Take it or leave it, he'll take it. Also, second hour daniel vaughn full custom gospel barbecue talked about his book deal talked about the fact that he's been at 100 barbecue joints in less than 70 days this year are you kidding me man's game day and of course we wrapped up the show with malcolm reed from killer hogs also how to bbq right.com and we recapped catering and the most essential things to consider when deciding to do an event for friends or family or schools or whatever Let me remind you of a couple things. Protect those rusty grill grates. When you are using raw cast iron, as it starts to cool down after you've scraped it off, hit it with a little pan, a little Crisco. Let it bake in as it cools down. Keep those rusty grill grates rust free, maintenance free. That's the only thing you have to do. They'll serve you good for generations to come. Also, September 11th, 2001, I will never forget. Our show is already loaded out for next week. I have to do little work except some prep. But it's going to be a fantastic show nonetheless. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American Greg Rempe. Good night now.